We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Coming up, Toby and Gabe with a huddle reloaded. I go one-on-one with Mike Woods and Gabe Burkage. Get you ready for Oklahoma and Kansas State this Saturday at 2.30. But before we get there, let me tell you about GoPuff. Check them out. It's the delivery service for all your goods that you've always wanted. We've all been there late in the fourth quarter. Sooner's lead is slipping. All of a sudden, you need a refill. What do you do? I'll tell you what you do. Order your stuff on GoPuff, and we've got a great deal now. Simply go to the App Store, download it now, find GoPuff in the App Store, and use the promo code VARSITY. VARSITY. Use that at checkout, and you get $10 off. You're forced to order. That's right. It's... What you need, it's what you want when you want it. GoPuff is great on game day 
Every day, any day, GoPuff has you covered. All you have to do is go to the App Store, download it now, give it a shot. You'll love it. I love it. Use the promo code VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first two orders. That's VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first two orders. It's the delivery service you've always wanted. Order minimum may apply. Offer valid through January 1st of 2022. All right, before we get to Toby and Gabe, let's hear from another Gabe, the hero from Saturday night, Gabe Burkage. Gabe Burkage, the hero from Saturday night. So we talked on the field. You had never had a walk-off before. You joked about how you blacked out afterwards. Now that you look back at it, what was that moment like? Well, I mean, it was good. I, again, like, walk-off. We couldn't, we couldn't have been in that situation if the offense hadn't went all the way down the field and brought me there. So, I mean, shout-out to them. And, I mean, it was not a, not a tough kick to kick. He put it right in the middle, and he said, just boot it in. So, for all of our future references, you like to kick from the middle or the right hash? Do you have a preference on that, or does it does win? What plays into that decision? I like the middle the best. I like the middle of the field the best. What is the key to how fluid this process is between uh, Casey Kelleher, Spencer Jones, I believe Spencer won the Hody last year, oh, and yourself? What's that, what's that process like, and what's helped to make it so smooth? Uh, they're, they're, they're both great. I mean, Spencer will hold the heck out of the ball. Did you see Casey on punt team run down the field? Yes, I did. A kid, he shouldn't be able to move the way he does. <laughs> He's fast. And you guys have a great relationship too, don't you? Yeah, we used to live together two years ago, but, uh, they're great. They're great guys. We're great friends. And I mean, they're, they're better on the field. They're great. Um, come more and I'll let you get out of here. You talked about golf and how you've uh, stepped up your golf game. Do you have to put the clubs away during the season or no? Having golfed in probably two months. Oh, no. So with that in mind, the process of the swing and how it relates to kicking, is it still something that has helped you whenever it comes to your, uh, your field goal kick and your kickoffs? Yeah, it, it still helps me. Like in the back of my mind, as long as I swing straight through it, just like a golf club, then I'll, then I'll hit a good ball. But – I haven't I haven't been out on the golf course in two months. Yeah. Fall camp fall camp ended that. So when when fall when season's over, do you have to dust the clubs off, or is it just you you pick it up like you never missed it? I'll have to dust it <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> this has been an amazing start to this season for you personally. Could did you see this? Did you feel this coming for you to be able to have the distance, the co- accuracy, the consistency that you've had? Yeah, I, I saw like I worked I worked. I worked my butt off this offseason, and I, I, knew, I knew I'd be better than I was last year. I just keep improving, and yeah. Yeah, keep grinding away. Okay, um, I'm sure you saw Justin Tucker's record-setting field goal. Immediately, mm-hmm. someone got in my mentions and pointed out that you had booted one from 70-plus before. Okay. Do you feel that kind of range? Not 70, obviously, but w- what's the top end, do you think, of your range on game day? Well... I mean, first of all, his his kick kind of put my game winner to shame. But on game day, I could I could pull off the sixty five if we need it, as long as I'm not kicking into the wind. Yeah, it, have you? I have a hard time figuring out which way the go the the wind is going because oh, in our stadium, it, it'll it'll go both ways or <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I don't understand it yet. I, I'll let you go on this. You, you kind of joked about this after the game, but. In all seriousness, how fun, how cool has it been to be such an integral part of this team's early season success? It's, it's been great. I'd rather be an integral part than just be the guy who, you know, 
gets gets it gets it by. The guy that has to push people out of his way yes. on the sidelines to warm up, right? The guy that gets to go out yeah. there and get game winners. Yeah. All right, man, wait. Congratulations on the great start. What a moment on Saturday night. Best of luck this weekend, Thank Gabe. Thank you. Thanks. And a big game for Mike Woods. The Arkansas transfer had his most impressive performance as a Sooner on Saturday night. He gives us the lowdown on how he feels after the West Virginia win. All right, guys, we're joined by Mike Woods off an impressive performance on Saturday night. Mike, as you've looked back on the tape, how'd you feel about the overall performance? And what I guess we could say a breakthrough night for you in a Sooner uniform. Mm -hmm. Well, as a team, I feel like, uh, we can definitely execute better. Um, I don't think we fired on all cylinders yet, which is exciting because we're 4-0. So that's great. And then as, a, as an individual, uh, yeah, I had a great night. I just went out there and did what I, was, what I expected myself to do. So, I mean, it, it didn't feel too crazy for me. But um, definitely glad to just go out there and execute my job and do my part and help us keep winning games. I think the thing that stood out to a lot of us were the competitive catches. Mm -hmm. Mike, how do you work on those? How do you get better at those? Because – you got a dude draped on you. You're getting a missile thrown at you, and you somehow got to hold on to it. What's the key to that? Um, I just I was just working on it every day in practice. Like, just on regular routine catches, I try to go and attack the ball every time instead of letting it come to me. So by the, by the time we get to a game and there's somebody actually trying to rake the ball out, I'm attacking the ball already. So I'm going to beat you to the ball most of the time because I just practice that all the time. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that something Dennis Simmons drills in you? Is there, is there a certain drill you work on? What really perfects that? Um, perfecting it, like I said, every day in practice. But Coach Simmons definitely, like, we keep track of our contested catches. So um, that's definitely something we try to hone in on and something we try to hang our hat on because uh, we think that's an important part of the game. First chance we've had to talk to you here on the press conference show, Mike. So kind of take me through what Norman's been like for you in this experience since you came in right after the spring. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been pretty chill for me. I don't really – I don't get out too much. I don't know too many people around here outside of the football team. So um, when I'm not at football, I'm usually just chilling at the house, watching film or watching YouTube videos or something of that nature. I'm not really – I'm not really out too much around here, but it's pretty cool. Do, do you have a receiver you watch a lot? Is there a guy or two that, you're pat, that you try to pattern yourself after? Um, not really pattern myself after. I definitely try to take some things from multiple guys. But some of my favorites are A.J. Green, Stephon Diggs. Those are my probably my two favorite receivers. Ah, oh, to an old school. I guess A.J. Green's not that old school yeah, yet, not right? Too not too old school. <laughs> um, your relationship with Spencer, can you just take us through the challenge of developing chemistry on such a, a short timetable with each other? What's that process? Well, I mean, in college football, most, most years you're going to play with new people every year. So uh, it wasn't too different. I, obviously, I didn't have the spring to go through with him, but we had all summer to work together. Um, we were in communication when I first decided to come here and honestly when I was in the portal. So we already were developing a little bit of a relationship then. But once I got here, it was just like we got right to work. And then by the time we got to fall camp, we had already had the whole summer under our belts. And then we just built that through fall camp, and now we're – through week four on to week five, and I think things are going pretty good with this. So, so what is that like? To, it's almost like when you were a kid and you moved schools, right? Your family moved school districts. What has that been like, not just on the field, but off the field for you whenever you enter a new place? Um, it's been it's been new. Like I've been at I was at my last school for three and a half years, so I knew all the little things about that place, all the people. Um, I had all kind of resources I knew there, and so coming into a new place, you don't have all those, but. Um, it, it's refreshing, honestly. It gives you kind of a, a, a new sheet to, to fill out. So it's been, it's been refreshing. Yeah, I'll let you go on this. How do you feel about where this offense is now and going forward the rest of the way after that strong drive to end the game last mm -hmm. week? 
Yeah. Um, one of the main things that we try to harp on um, all offseason and going into fall camp was finishing, whether that's a play, a run, a, a game, uh, whatever, but just finish strong. And I thought that was one thing that we did very great. I mean, that drive was almost perfect. Um, so we finished great, and we definitely have something to build off of, and we see the potential and see how good we can be. And we don't think we've scratched that yet, scratched the surface of that yet. So um, it'll be interesting, and we're, we're all excited to just keep building and get better every day. Congrats to the win, Mike. We appreciate your time, yes, man. Sir, I appreciate it. 12.30 pregame, 2.30 with the kick on Saturday. Let's get you ready. All in with the huddle reloaded, Toby Rowland and Gabe Iker. In zone, caught, touchdown, Stodner, deep shot, far sideline, well overthrown, intercepted, Delarian Turner Yell picked it off. If you know, then you know, if you don't, then you don't, ay. yeah, back in the day, ain't no love given, yeah. Dagey, the snap went by him, it's rolling back to the 50-yard line, Dagey falls on it, back in his own territory, got away, upended. Runs right, darts through a hole to the 25, to the 27, turning to the 28. Rolls right, double pump, looking, looking, throws across the field. Stoops caught it! For the win. Snap back, hold down, kick is away, and it is good! It is good! And you can unhitch the wagon! Spend some money, make it back, throw some more. 1,500, came out dripping on the float. On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. Breaks a tackle. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Oh, mama! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle, presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by Homeland Grocery, locally owned by our employees. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by... Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. This is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Now, here's Toby Roland. Roland. we got that changed. My apologies hey, again. This is uh, not Teddy Lehman, everyone. Gabe Eichert is with us it's tonight, fine. everybody. It's pretty. I mean, if you're going to be mistaken for someone, I, I wish I would have been that good at football. That would have been cool. Pretty good choice. At least it wasn't a punter or somebody. You know, it was a real football player, Teddy Lehman. There. Don't don't mention Teddy and punters. No, I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> You'll get him all riled up. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the huddle. We're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on a Tuesday night. We got two straight hours of Sooner football talk in front of us. In the next hour, Teddy Lehman will be here, as will Sooner head coach Lincoln Riley. We call this the Lincoln Riley pregame show. We're going to talk all things OU West Virginia, look ahead to Kansas State, take a lap around the Big 12, make some predictions. We're going to have some fun. 16-13, the final, Gabe, on Saturday night. Heart stopper. Heart stopper. Position, field position battle. Field goal kickers, very important. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was different. Certainly different than we're used to seeing this football team win, but it's good to get a win. Yeah. 4 0 is 4 0. I know that people are disappointed with the offense. And 
it's probably a good time to remind everyone of this. Uh-oh. No one's more disappointed about the way that the offense is playing than the guys on the offense. They want to play well. Yeah, you were once one of them. They, they want to play well. Like, no one puts more time and effort in than those players and those coaches. And it's extremely frustrating when it's not going the way you think it should go. So, clearly, they've got to figure some things out, right? Especially along the offensive line. It's, it's got to be better. But 4-0 It is such an odd tiny bit refreshing not really but odd feeling to be a Sooner fan and to be four games into the season and you're worried about the offense like how you know it's been so long since that has been the case that I think some, we're all a little uncomfortable right now some fans are handling it better than others apparently <laughs> let's, let's take a look at the highlights from Saturday night on Owen Field Oklahoma's Big 12 opener against the West Virginia Mountaineers these two teams hadn't seen each other you remember in a couple of years tried to play a couple of times last year and uh, COVID got the best of them so Saturday night opening drive Gabe, this took almost nine minutes, but West Virginia marches the field. Yeah, and uh, some really good play calling by, ne by Neil Brown and this offensive staff for West Virginia. You saw a lot of Garrett Green sprinkled in there, worked him in on the goal line. He ends up scoring the touchdown, but got the ball out of Jared Dagey's hand quickly. They knew that those offensive tackles wouldn't hold up, and they found some things and exploited Oklahoma's defense early. That's some quicks right there. A couple of great moves on fourth down by Eric Gray to get first and goal, and the Sooners cash in, answer right back. Thought, mate, well, we might have us a shootout on Owen Field on Saturday night. It's 7-7 after each team touches the ball once, but this game would settle in and be what our old friend JR would call a slobber knocker. From this point on, Latrell McCutcheon strips the ball. West Virginia falls on it. Still 7-7, second quarter. Errant pass here from Spencer Rattler is deflected and picked off by West Virginia. Yeah, seemed to be a little miscommunication there, right? Uh, just a little different, but clearly big turnover in that football game. Any turnover is a big play in the game, but also a nice individual play from the kid from West Virginia. West Virginia's got a kicker whose name is Leg. That seems appropriate. 10-7, Mountaineers on top. We go to the second half now. This guy had a good night, Gabe. Michael Woods. I loved how strong he played, right? Just really, really strong and physical in his routes, top of the routes, pushing guys off and getting open, and then making some things happen with the ball in his hand, yards after the catch. I, I really like what we saw from Mike Woods. Nothing more exciting than a field goal-heavy highlight package. That's what we've got for you here. Field goal, field goal. Here comes Burkich. He answers back midway through the fourth. Man, that's a good-looking field goal. We're tied at 13 all. West Virginia had the ball. They are in field goal range, and this is the play of the night right here. Oh, no. I, uh, listen, I know that this play is awesome for Oklahoma. I was cheering, but I also, when, when a center has a bad snap, uh -huh. it still gives me anxiety. <laughs> I was feeling for Zach Frazier. He had played a solid game up to that point, but he had had the false start, the play before the bad snap, and I was like, my goodness, that is a center's nightmare. Sooners got the ball back on their own eight-yard line. We'll take a look at the drive here in a bit, but they march down the field, and there's your game winner, Gabe Burkich from 29 yards out. 
And the Sooners win it. First ever walk-off field goal in OU football history. It's never happened before that OU has won a game in regulation or overtime on a field goal and the clock read zeros until Saturday night. Let's take a look at the final stats here. Gabe, anything jump out at you there? I thought Oklahoma's defense played really well. I mean, you, you see the stats there. 226 total yards in today's day and age of college football. 47 rushing. I mean, that is a tremendous performance. I know that that opening drive was, was disappointing for Alex Grinch and his staff and those players. But other than that, they really put one other drive in the game together. I thought they played extremely well defensively. Physical, communicated well. Virginia, or Virginia, West Virginia threw a ton of different stuff at them, right? Changing quarterbacks, different formations that they hadn't seen. They, they did a lot of things, and I thought that Alex Grinch and those players, I thought they adjusted well, really played well in the second half. Opening segment brought to you by Noble McIntyre with McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. Who was your player of the game Saturday night? The kicker. <laughs> it's okay. got to be. It's so hard for you and Teddy to give a kicker and, and some And listen, love. I was always nice to kickers because you, you got to be nice to kickers. They're, they're fragile people, but they, <laughs> I don't win you, they win you fragile. games. They win you games, and yeah. that's exactly what Gabe Burkich did, right? Three for three, made his extra point. Like, he was, he was the difference in the game for Oklahoma, and Lincoln Riley was more than comfortable on that last drive of the game to play for the field goal because he has so much confidence in Gabe Burkich and he made Lincoln look good. Wins it with the right leg. He's won a couple of games already this year for Oklahoma. An award-winning post-game on-field interview with Chris Plank as well right after he hit the game winner. Gabe, uh, let the uh, record reflect Gabe uh, Eichert selecting a kicker, Gabe Burkich, for his player of the game. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> you were forced into it. I mean, what other choice <laughs> did I have? You had first choice. So you, I'm going to take a, a defensive guy. I'm going to take Delarian Turner Yell. DTY had an interception on Saturday night, second career pick. He had eight tackles as well, five of them on the opening drive of the game. I thought he played with tremendous aggression. Now he got a little dinged up and had to leave the game in the second half. Hopefully he's going to be okay for this Saturday. But I thought he played a very nice game. Yeah, and he he's so important. You know, his veteran presence in the back end, the, the safeties, man, they, they do a lot when it comes to the communication in this defense. You know, those adjustments in the back end and with all the things that West Virginia was showing them, all the different looks, the shifts, the motions, different quarterbacks on the field, like they, they were having to figure a lot of things out in the back end of that defense. And I thought DTY did a great job. And... Let's hope that that hammy yeah. is is ready to roll for the Wildcats because he is an important piece for this defense. That's a tough play. He got stepped on there at the end of the game. weird, and, right? And, and, and ice in his hamstring. I'm not sure what all was wrong. Those are our players of the game. How about our drive of the game brought to you by Pike Pass? We're going to be using the Pike Pass this weekend headed north. It's the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel. Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get past. Get Pike Pass. Very little doubt what the drive of the game was Saturday night, fourth quarter. 
tie game. Oklahoma gets the ball after a punt at their own eight-yard line when they had to. This offense that was stuck all night, Gabe, was able to put together the most impressive drive of the night. Things had not gone particularly well up to this point, but championship teams, right, they respond when they have to. And I know that the offensive performance throughout the game was disappointing for a lot of people. But they had to put a drive together to go win the game. And that's exactly what they did. And Spencer Rattler was great yep. on this drive. Six for six. Found and, Eric Gray a couple of times. Yeah, and you, you saw he had nice protection, was able to play from a clean pocket on this drive. You just see all the time in the world to survey things, making good decisions with the football, putting it where his receivers could catch it. Like, I, I thought he managed this moment, this drive, with some of the things that had happened during the game, right? I, I thought he managed this drive extremely well. And the, the goal of the drive is, hey, go get points and win the game. Yep. That's exactly what the Sooners offense did. Big play Coming up next as Eric Gray will bounce near side. There's the face mask that would give the Sooners a first and goal. And from that point, it was just a matter of setting up Gabe Burkich for the game-winning field goal. You know, Drake Stoops doesn't have a ton of catches in his career. Boy, he makes big catches in big moments, doesn't he? Rattler seems to find him yeah. in big moments as well. And that's, that's one thing they say about Drake, right? How reliable he is, how well he knows the system, how he never has the mental errors. You can trust guys in big moments that are like that. That's your hope coming out of this game for the OU offense for me, that in that final drive when they had to, they found something that can be a springboard for them this week, give them some confidence going into Manhattan. I think. I, I'm with you because when you're watching that tape, there's a lot of things that aren't good yeah. on it. But the coaching staff, Lincoln Riley can point to that last drive and say, hey, guys, this is what we can be. Like, when the game was on the line, look at how you responded. We can do this all the time. L look. Look at it. You showed you can do it. Just got to do it more often. You got to start doing it in the first quarter. Yeah. Not when the game's the on the line with a couple quarter. minutes yeah, to go. All yeah, of the quarters. Be, be nice to do it the whole entire game. We'll take a break. We'll dive into offense and defense for OU on Saturday night when we come back. You're watching the huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Stay with us. Sooners Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kim Cade Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics, Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. All right, welcome back to the huddle, everybody. Gabe and Toby back with you. Got a great crowd here with us tonight. Our man Jacob from Miami is here tonight. The whole family came down from the home of Steve Owens all the way down here to see us tonight. You guys can always come out and watch the shows on Tuesday nights. We love get some great barbecue, and uh, you get to watch Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman, a couple of Sooner legends as well. This show is brought to you by the History Channel. Welcome to a world worth 
knowing. Let's talk a little deeper dive into what we saw from Oklahoma on Saturday. And we'll start deservedly so on the defensive side of the ball. I think maybe the biggest key coming into this game was to contain Letty Brown and that West Virginia running game. He's a very good running back. Uh, had a big game the week before against Virginia Tech. Sooners bottled him up, held him to a quiet night. Yeah, I, I thought the defensive line continues to play really, really good football, and they were focused on stopping Letty Brown. And that's what they did, right? West Virginia came into this football game wanting to get Letty Brown 20 to 25 touches in the game, but they realized quickly that it, it just wasn't going well in their run schemes. So through some screens, through, through a lot of quick game in the passing game, found a few things that they were taking advantage of, especially a lot of people noticed all the slants, things like that. There's some miscommunication there with some checks with a few of the corners, but overall, they scored 13 points. Pretty good. I yep. mean, if, if you give this me that every week. Brother, this is the Big 12. If, if you give me that every week, I expect Oklahoma to win every game, right? And that, that I, I just think that the expectations continue to get higher and higher for this defense, but they continue to be extremely disruptive up front. I mean, you see him just stringing out the run right there. It is, it, it's moving in a really positive direction for this a, defense. A strength has become third down defense. They allowed uh, four third down pickups in the first quarter. Didn't give up a single one the rest of the night after the first quarter. They got West Virginia off the field every time they went to third down. In fact, in this current 12-game winning streak that Oklahoma's on, they haven't allowed a single opponent 50% or more on third downs. Uh, getting them off the field, Gabe, is an easy thing to say, and every defensive coordinator preaches it, but Oklahoma's doing it right now. And that's, uh, I mean, that is the, one of the key situations when you talk about defensive football, right? You, you play well on first down and second down to put you in a great situation from a down and distance perspective on third down. And Oklahoma did that a lot, especially in the second half. Those, those drives, you know, a couple drives that West Virginia was able to put together, they, they stayed ahead of the chains for the most part, converted a few third downs, and you, you got to give them credit. Like, they executed some things, especially on that first drive of the game, right? They, they are exploiting things that they've seen on film. They've got a list. You come into a game with the first 10 or first 15 of plays that you know the opposing defense is going to struggle with until they make their adjustments on the sideline. So, really, other than that opening drive, I thought Oklahoma's defense was really, really good. thought they, they, they continue to improve tackling. Yep. Right, Letty Brown is a guy that has a reputation for being able to make guys miss, whether it's, you know, juking them or running through them. I thought they did a great job of getting Letty Brown on the ground. You mentioned uh, a phrase, quick game. Explain to people what you mean by that, because with this defensive line that OU has, it was obvious West Virginia's counter to that was the quick game. And I would imagine OU's defensive line is still going to be good. So we're going to see a lot of opponents use this strategy going forward. So... Neil Brown is a smart football coach. He knew that his offensive tackles did not match up with Oklahoma's defensive ends, right? He, he knew that 
his right tackle could not block Nick Benito one-on-one to save his life. So what do you do? You get the ball out of the quarterback's hand, right? Two and a half seconds, ball's gone. Rush can't get there. And with all the twisting that Oklahoma does up front on the defensive line, that can make it take a little longer to get to the quarterback every once in a while. But one thing I would have liked to see from Oklahoma's defensive line would have been a few batted balls. Mm -hmm. That's something like if you can't get there, if they're going to throw all that quick game, they're going to all throw all that three-step drop, throw all those slants, get your hands up if you can't get there. I was trying to think – has OU's defensive line had a batted ball this season? I heard you mention that on your podcast. I can't think of one. Which is, it is strange. Yeah. And, and you saw you saw it in the Iowa State-Baylor game, right? Batted balls can lead to interceptions. That's like right. It's something that typically defensive lines emphasize and, and try to get. So I, I thought with all the quick game that West Virginia was throwing, knowing that they couldn't hold up in pass protection, I, I wish we would have gotten a batted ball or two, but... You know, I'm just nitpicking at this point. I mean, they scored 13 points. Right, right. We're going to see a lot of quick game, though, from opponents going forward because that defensive line is nasty. Let's talk offense. We mentioned they were clutch when they had to be late. Let's, you know, you get, to be fair, you got to be a little bit critical. The run game for Oklahoma right now is not where anybody wants it to be. No, it's not. It's not even close. And, and that's just the reality of it. And when, when you look at the problems on offense – Spencer Rattler gets a lot of criticism because he's the quarterback. He's the face of the team. Heck, he may be the face of college football right now. But this is an offensive line problem. There are too many mental errors along the offensive line. And a lot of it is on the center position because that's, that's who is responsible of getting everyone on the same page. Right? And I'm I watch that position more critically than any other position. Andrew Rame has a ton of talent. I just think some things are moving a little fast for him right now mentally, right? He hasn't played a lot of football. Yeah. It's different being out there on the game field. He just needs to relax, make sure everyone knows where they're going. That is Oklahoma's biggest problem right now, offensively or defensively. It's that the offensive line is too unsure of where they are working to in the running game and in pass protection. They're not getting just whooped physically. Like, it happens every once in a while. Yeah, Akeem Mesador, he he whooped a couple guys. He played great. He played great. I mean, he's a good player for West Virginia. But if they can get on the same page and do something as simple as know where they're going every single down, they're going to play a lot better, a lot better. I'm telling you, they've got, they've got the physical ability. They've got the talent. They all just need to relax and get a better understanding of the mental aspect of this offense. And that also, it, you have to study defense. You have to understand the concepts inside and out. So I, I assume that Lincoln Riley and Bill Beanboat have challenged the guys in that offensive line room to be better from that standpoint because they got to be better or else this offense is going to continue to struggle. Spencer Rattler had the first half interception. He finished the game completing 14 of his final 15 passes, including six for six on that final drive. He heard it at 
couple of points throughout the night from the crowd as well. What was your uh, assessment of how Spencer played? 26 to 36, 256, touchdown, interception, and a win. That's okay. He needs to be better than okay. Especially with how the offense line is playing currently, he needs to be great. I mean, the expectations for him coming into the season, I know they were lofty. I know they were probably a little ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That's the standard. He, he has to be better, and he's got to make everyone around him better. He, he can't miss. He can't underthrow Mike Woods on that deep ball early in the game. He, he can't miss easy throws. Like, he needs to be elite. And right now, he's, he's playing a little too inconsistently. Now, there's some things he does where you're just like, wow. I mean, look, this kid has all the talent in the world yeah. at the quarterback position. He needs to be that all game long. This offense needs him That's to right. be that. Because if, if he continues to play just all right, to play good, this offense isn't going to get where it needs to go. He's got to be special. Fair enough. I think that's very fair. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk Big 12 football when we come back here at Rudy's. You're watching The Huddle. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind Casino, and Homeland. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch, and our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino, still the one. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Line to the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to kincaidcoach.com. For more information, Cowboys get 31 first-half points and hang on to beat Kansas State 31-20. to We'll talk more about that in a bit. SMU, Gabe, knocks off TCU in Fort Worth. Tanner Mordecai and the guys are undefeated. And Gary Patterson's defense has problems. Yeah. Big problems. Baylor 31-29 over Iowa State. Again, we'll circle back to that. Texas hangs a 70-burger on Texas Tech. 
70 to 35. They, they had 70 with 13 yeah. minutes and 23 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. They definitely took their foot off the gas. They applied some breaks. I know they weren't planning on doing that this Our, year, but I Arkansas think they did. Arkansas applied breaks for them <laughs> Duke a couple weeks ago. beats Kansas. A couple of three-pointers in the second half spurred that run. 52 to 33. We got some more uh, scores, I think, from around the conference. Yes, no, maybe. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all. So uh, let's start with Texas, Texas Tech. Casey Thompson looked good. Starting quarterback, B. John Robinson, we knew he was good. This offense looks pretty potent for te – I don't know what Tech's defense is, but this Texas offense looks pretty potent. Casey Thompson looks very comfortable and very efficient. B. John Robinson is one of the best players in the country. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, he is a dynamic – difference maker for Texas's football team. And that's what stands out about Texas right now. You see Xavier Worthy catching this touchdown. I mean, that is a true freshman wide receiver that has turned into their go-to guy. So they've got B. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson making plays at running back. Jordan Whittington's finally healthy for them at wide receiver. And now you've got Xavier Worthy making all kinds of plays. You'll see him take this one to the house, spinning out of things. They got talent, yeah, man. They're a hard team they to figure out. They got talent. Uh, no, 70 to 35. Cross, uh, well, up uh, I-35 a little bit in Fort Worth. SMU came to town and really traded touchdowns for a long time with, S or with TCU and then pulled away in the second half. This SMU offense looks pretty potent, but more to the point, because we're going to see TCU on down the line. Gary Patterson's known for his stout defenses. They're not stout yet. They couldn't stop the run, but they also gave up huge plays in the passing game. That's not ideal. That no. is a bad combination for a defense. Gave up 350 yards rushing Ouch. to SMU. And, and here's a little stat for you, Toby. They, they, they track you know, yards per play, right, for offenses. Huh? They also track how many yards per play you give up on defense. Okay. TCU, 126th in the country Oof. in opponent yards per play. That's, they uh, are giving up massive plays. Maybe Gary, Gary Patterson will write a song about that. We'll see. Take a Baylor, step back, Gary. Take a step back. Baylor and Iowa State. Iowa State has lost two games already. This was a pretty good football game. It came right down to the wire. That's Baylor. I don't know if you can see them or not. They're in the yellow uniforms there. Uh, and they led most of the way and hung on 31-29. Yeah, and Gary Bohannon. Uh, developing some good chemistry with Tyquan Thornton. I mean, they are they're becoming best of friends. But I, I, I continue to be impressed by Gary Bohannon. You see him finding the big tight end, Ben Sims, there. They use him in the run game. He had a bad fumble right here. But they use him in the run game, play action game. You know, you saw the, the, uh, the touchdown run he had early. I don't know why people are still kicking to Treston Ebner. This was a guy that was an All-American kick returner. Last year, stop kicking it to him. We've had a lot of kickoff returns for touchdowns in the Big 12 and, this year. And he has a big punt return that sets up the field goal to put them up eight later in this game. But I, I will say this. I thought Brees Hall was fantastic in this football game. You'll, you'll see him catch this touchdown right here. But he is just 
running through guys. I mean, he and then everything goes wrong on the two-point attempt. I, I don't know. That's what, not how they drew it up. That's not how they drew no. it up. 31-29, Baylor. Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Cowboys jumped all over them early. Here's a uh, kickoff return. We're going to have to worry about this guy, folks, coming up this week. Malik Knowles for Kansas State takes it to the house for the Cats to put them back in front 10-7. to But the rest of the first half pretty much belonged to the Cowboys. That offense has found something with yeah. Jalen Warren at running back. I mean, they, they got some pieces back along the offensive line. I think they're playing much better up front than they did in their first couple games. They found some things in the zone running game offensively. Oh. It's also nice when the other team gifts you touchdowns like that. But that offense was really struggling. And now Tate Martin's going and got the big wide out on the outside. Brendan Presley's making big play. That's as well as I've slot. seen Spencer Sanders throw the football. He played the best game he's played at Oklahoma State in this football game. Didn't score again in the second half. That's two straight weeks. The Cowboys have won without scoring a point in the second half. You don't see that very often. You do not. But when your defense is as reliable yeah. as their defense is. Malcolm Rodriguez, good player. A really good player. Colby Harvell Peel in the back end. Unfortunately, lost Trey Sterling for the, for the rest of the year. But that defensive line, they don't have really any big name guys necessarily. Those dudes play hard top, up front. Top three teams in the Big 12 right now. Who you got? Oklahoma. Iowa State still. Really? I know. I, they've lost two games in kind of a weird way. Okay. They outplayed Baylor and lost the game. Uh, I mean, I watched every snap of it. I know mm -hmm. that's weird to say, but Brock Purdy. Gosh, man. That kid's got some bad luck. Oh, you want Iowa State too? I'm going to go. OSU's undefeated. Baylor's undefeated. I think Texas, Texas looks good. I think Texas is more talented than Oklahoma State, but I trust Oklahoma State's defense more. fascinating conference. West Virginia was impressive when they came in. They almost beat Oklahoma in Norman. So. Absolutely. I, you, you probably got to give it to Oklahoma State right now over Texas just because I, I haven't forgotten what happened to them in Fayetteville. <laughs> That's true. So. Oklahoma State's an undefeated football team. Yeah, and they look like they're getting better. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk about this week's opponent, the Kansas State Wildcats. They've beaten OU two straight times. Sooners trying to halt that streak. You're watching the huddle. All right, attention student gamers. The $150,000 level next Madden National Championship is back. Sponsored by Unilever, supporting Feeding America with one million mills this fall. Registration closes October 11th, so be sure to sign up now at levelnextesports.com. You play Madden? I haven't played a video game in a really long time. It's been, well, $150,000. I've got a though. newborn, man. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, we're, it's time to go behind enemy lines now. Brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Here's the scouting report on the Kansas State Wildcats. The guy in the picture is good. Uh, he's little and he's hard to find and he's really hard to tackle. Deuce Vaughn. The, the question, who will play quarterback for them? Yep. Chris Kleiman said today that Skylar Thompson not likely to play. I assume Chris Kleiman can be trusted. I don't know, but if it's not him, it'll either be Will Howard, who was dinged up against Oklahoma State, or Jaron Lewis. I feel much better knowing that Skylar Thompson is unlikely to play. 
even though he has played I just very watched, well against OU. I just watched a video of him going through warmups before the Oklahoma State game. Look good. And he looked pretty good moving around. So I'm, I'm hey, hoping he doesn't come out there. I guarantee you Lincoln Riley did not go into the room today and go, well, we can forget about Skylar Thompson. Right. And I, no. I will say, I'm going back to their game against Stanford, their offense is much more creative with Skylar Thompson on the field. Some of the things that they were doing play action wise, run scheme wise, and he, he can clearly run, but he's just so, so much better at throwing the football than Will Howard and Jaron Lewis. So if Skylar Thompson doesn't play in this game, and it doesn't sound like he's going to, th that, that is a very good thing for Oklahoma. But you got to prepare differently. You know, whether it's Will Howard or Jaron Lewis, like it is going to be a run-heavy attack. There's going to be a lot of moving parts in the backfield. There's going to be a lot of QB run game. They're going to get the ball to Deuce Vaughn a lot. They're going to get the ball to Malik Knowles. They're going to get the ball to these playmakers. But it really shrinks what you can do offensively if you're K-State if you don't have Skylar Thompson because I'll just call it how I see it. Will Howard is not a good thrower of the football. Skylar Thompson has played brilliantly against Oklahoma. The Frustratingly last well. On, he has put the ball in some unbelievable windows against OU. What do you see from him on defense? It's so weird. I mean, they have been a four-down lineman defense for as long as I can remember. Yeah. I know for my entire lifetime. They switched to Iowa State's defense. Three down, rush three, drop eight. It's what they do. So it is a drastic change. Are they doing it well? They're not doing it as well as Iowa State. I can tell you that. But they do have, they've got a couple guys along the defensive line that I like. Felix and Yadike Uzama. Wow. Brave by you. Number 91. He's got four sacks. There he is right there. Big, long guy. Nice player. I, I think that. Eli Huggins there in the interior as well. Number 92, solid player. They got some length in the back end. They've got a transfer corner from Iowa that's 6'4". But they're playing that a lot. deep. Jerron so McPherson back there too. Jerron McPherson, play. who played the game of his life yep. against Oklahoma last year, is back. But, yeah, they've changed everything defensively. Three-man front, drop eight. They're playing three safeties. A uh, lot of different variations of cover three in the back end. It's very boring to watch. Well, I mean, that makes me think that the game the plan ball. against Oklahoma is going to be make them hunt and peck their way down the field, small gains, eat up a lot of clock. Sound familiar? I mean, that's what K-State's going to try to make OU do. Avoid the big plays, right? That is the entire goal of the defense, right? Their, their mentality is, okay, make the offense, snap it again. And eventually the offense will make a mistake. They'll throw an interception. They'll fumble. They'll get a penalty. Worst case scenario, they score, but it took them seven minutes to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So it is, it is that mentality, the bend but don't break mentality. I mean, you see it right here. Russian three guys. Carson Strong from Nevada, big arm QB. He threw underneath a lot in this football game. So one of the key things for them is tackling in the secondary. If they do not tackle well in the secondary, they can get gashed. That's what happened in the first half of the Oklahoma State game. 
They did not tackle well, especially in the back end at the safety position. So you look at it, Oklahoma's going to have to run the football. I mean, they're going to dare them to run the football. Mm -hmm. Their their alignment screams, run the football at us. So we'll see how well that run game can get going, and then we'll see if they're able to force Kansas State to commit that third safety a little more to the run and open up some deep shots down the field. And it feels like Kansas State, as good as anybody in the country, at making a back-breaking play in special teams, you got to – you got to win the special teams battle against them, which is hard to do. They've always been really good in that area. And Malik Knowles mm-hmm. and Phillip Brooks, both dynamic return guys. They, they make plays. They've made plays throughout their career there. So you got to be buttoned up on special teams because special teams, still a very important part of football. We've seen it around the country. We're seeing games be decided by special teams. Oh, yeah. Punt returns, kick returns. You cannot have huge special team plays against you when you go on the road in conference play. You just can't have it. We have a losing record in Pickham this year. I need you to turn that around when we come back. Final That's on segment. you because I'm 8-3 in the is last on, two weeks. Uh, it is on me. That's why I need you to turn it around when we come back. Lincoln Riley coming up soon as well. Stay with us. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. All right, welcome back to Rudy's, everybody. Last segment with Gabe Eichert. We got Lincoln Riley and Teddy Lehman coming up in just a second. Before we get to our picks this week, uh, a lot of has been made of the crowd reaction on Saturday night. What was your reaction to the crowd reaction? I was surprised because the game was tied. They weren't losing 35-7, to so I I was a little confused. Now, I'm not saying that the fans shouldn't be frustrated, right? The offense has not been playing well. I understand that. And and people spend their hard-earned money to sit in those seats. But I've always thought a fan's number one job was to affect the game in a positive way. Make noise for your team, cheer them, support them. I don't think the boos were helping anything. And it's unfortunate because now it has created this dynamic where the players, you know, it feel, they feel like it's them versus the fans now. And it's, it's not that way. It's not that way. There's, uh, and it was only a few fans, but it was more than a couple, yeah. right? And, you know, a lot of people said, well, we were just booing the offense. We were just booing the play calling, this, that. The players don't know who you're booing or what you're booing. All they hear is boos. If you're on that defense, you're probably going, wait, what? We're playing really well. And I'll I'll say this. uh, Before that game, you know, sometimes, and I'm not breaking any rules or anything, but I'll introduce myself to some of the recruits there. Tell them, you know, played here. Ask, answer any questions they wanted, you know, had. And there's a couple guys, you know, big-time recruits. I'm like, hey, man, this this fan base has been dying for a primetime kickoff. Dying for it. 
Wait till you see this atmosphere tonight. Best fans in the country. <laughs> I felt kind of silly yeah. after that. All right. Very good. Let's move on to Still our... Still the best uh, fans in the country. Right. But if you're going to make a difference in the game... Make a positive difference, you know? Let's start with, uh, that's well said by you. Let's start with uh, over-under. Last week, we went two and two in our over-under picks. Uh, I was with Curtis Lofton last week. Over-under five receptions for Mims. We went over. He only had two. Still waiting for him to break out. 150-plus yard, or would there be a 50-plus yard touchdown? That should just be 50. We said there would be. And Look at you guys being optimistic. There was not. Um... 0.5 one-handed interceptions. We predicted there wouldn't be a one-handed interception this week, and we're correct of that. And four and a half sacks for Speed D. We went under. There was only one sack. So two and two last week over-unders. On the year nine and seven, doing okay. Let's see what this week's over-under questions are. First one is over-under two and a half, three and outs forced by the OU defense. Now, Lincoln Riley said at his press conference today, Defense is playing great. Could use a few more three and outs so we could get the offense back on the field for rhythm. Will they have at least three of those on Saturday? Sounds like a challenge from the head coach, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go over then. Right? If, you're, if your head coach is saying it publicly, and that's something that people may not understand. Sending Some, a message? Sometimes head coaches tend to send a message to players or, you know, sides of the ball during their press conference. I think that's a, that's a bit of a message. We'll take the I'm over. I'm going to kill this fly. The 99, there has not been a back or a team rush for 100 yards on OU yet this year. Will Deuce Vaughn do it on Saturday? Yes. Mm. Deuce just Vaughn because, over. Just because he's, he, you, you got to imagine without Skylar Thompson that he's just going to get, what, 20, 25 carries? At least touches. You know, this it, is rushing it, yards. Just rushing yards. Their offensive line, I'll say this, I've watched a lot of them. They struggle with movement. Oklahoma's defensive line does quite a bit Pretty of that. Good. So staying with over? We can go under if you want. I I just it it's all about how many I touches he I, gets. I don't to mind me. over because if they're going with a backup quarterback, I mean, they, He's it might be get, a deuce to and, carry. And he has, each game this year, he has ripped off a really long one. Let's hope that doesn't happen this weekend. We'll rejoice but, if we're wrong on this one. Absolutely. How about that? Love all that. right, we'll take the over. Over, under, what's our next category? 33 yards for the longest run play by OU. So, so far this year, we're throwing out the Western Carolina game. The longest running play for OU is 32 Yards. That was a Kennedy Brooks run. Will they get more than that is the question. Will they have a 33-yard run or more this week? Man, I hope so. What do you think? That's not an option. <laughs> I, I mean. We'll take I hope so. Yeah. If it, if it happens, it's probably Eric Gray or do you think it'd be Kennedy Brooks? I, w I, I would say Kennedy if it's a run. Yeah. Maybe a short pass that uh, – Eric Gray Are we just going to go super optimistic? We can do that. That's fine with me. You didn't on the last question, so well, you don't true. have to. You, it sounds but like I also you're leaning over. a really good player. We're going to so. take the over on this. We'll take the over. Why not? We're going to pick up the pace. 175 and a half total rush yards for Oklahoma. Big number. They didn't, they didn't get anywhere near that last week. They did against Nebraska. They went 194 against Nebraska. Kansas State's going to dare them to run it. Okay. I could see that. I, I, they're not world beaters along the defensive line. If, if OU doesn't run it well in this game, 
that 33-plus yard run is going to help us get to this total. We got problems yeah. if they can't run it against Kansas State. We'll take the over on that. Pick'em segment did not do good last week. We went 2-3. and three. We are under 500 on the year. 9-11. and 11. I'm not hanging this on you. You see the results there. We incorrectly picked Wisconsin. We incorrectly picked uh, a couple of other games in there as well. 9-11 and 11 on the season. So this week's game, good slate of games in college football this week. Arkansas at Georgia, a top 10 showdown in the SEC. Who you got there? Georgia. I think you're right. Between the hedges. You've seen that defensive line? They're outstanding. Arkansas is very impressive what Arkansas has done so far, but they can't keep it going, right? K.J. Jefferson a little banged up, too. Mm, that's right. Right, so we'll take Georgia. I, I don't know if anyone's playing better football in Georgia right now. Here's another top 10 game. Cincinnati is going to Notre Dame. Cincinnati's favored. And Notre Dame's undefeated. Coming off that Wisconsin win, who you like here? It's, it's so weird seeing Notre Dame's offensive line struggle the way that they're struggling. Yeah. They got a left tackle problem. Jack Cohn's banged up. This is Cincinnati's Super Bowl. That's right. I mean, Biggest they got to have in forever for Cincinnati. I feel like everyone's on Cincinnati. What do you want to do? I like Cincinnati. I, I do like too. Cincinnati. I, think they're, I think they may have the better line. I know they got the better quarterback. Admin Desmond Ritter can play. Maybe Notre Dame, the Wisconsin win, they're going to be living high on the hog there. We're taking Cincinnati. We're taking Cincinnati. Ole Miss at Alabama. Lane Kiffin going to Tuscaloosa. You give him a shot. Points will be scored. <laughs> this will not be a shutout, yes. I cannot wait for this football game. Matt Corral may be the most entertaining player in all of college football. He is can't or he is must see TV. But he can't. For me. They're not going to win. In Tuscaloosa? Yeah. No. no, I got to no. see we'll it take before I'm picking that. I, no. Two Big 12 quick picks. Baylor at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Baylor got a little lucky last week. OSU's Oklahoma State's defense, best unit in the football game. I think they make enough plays on that side of the ball again. I agree. Texas struggles mightily with TCU. They get them in Fort Worth this week. TCU's defense is playing very poorly. Yeah. Texas offense is playing very well. You're yeah. taking Texas? I'm taking Texas. Wow. They, they I know it's, what, two and seven Terrible track record against TCU, but it makes sense this week. And I kind of hope that they come into the OU game playing well. So we'll take Texas. Good to see you, buddy. Great job, as always. Gabe Eichert, he'll be on the sidelines for us in Manhattan. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.